This is a unique time for all of us. We are in uncharted waters. We're experiencing church in a different way. And uh, there's going to be some bumps and some adjustments that we'll make along the way. Um, we want to encourage you to maintain contact through the sunsetmiami.org website for our church. And that way we can communicate uh, any additional classes or additional meetings that we'll have on Wednesday night, we're going to be gathering just like we normally do, as much as possible, kind of maintain certain routines. And so on Wednesday night, we're going to have a number of different Zoom classes. Uh, that information on how to connect, it will be on the website again. Uh, uh, Brian Bergman is gonna be teaching a class in English. I'll be teaching an adult class in Spanish. Carlos will be teaching a class for the youth and David will be teaching a class for the young professionals, the college and young professionals. So there are a lot of different opportunities. We're looking at ways that we can connect during the week in other kinds of gatherings. So please uh, stay tuned. Um, make sure that we stay connected in, in one way or another. Also, if you have a specific need or situation that's going on, please, uh, the office is gonna be open. We will be manning the telephones. We have all of our social media and uh, technology, digital communication available. So let us know if there's something that we can do to help. Um, if there's something that you would like to do to help for someone else, uh, please also make that available and, uh, and, and we'll continue in, um, in this walk together through this, uh, um, this uncharted territory. Today, I wanna to tell you the story of a, a man who was socially distanced. Um, he was blind. In fact, he had been blind all of his life. Uh, he didn't have a seeing eye dog. He didn't have any books in braille. He didn't have a cell phone, a computer, didn't even have a radio. He didn't have a job, didn't have a wife, and his life was pretty much non-existent. The only thing that he could do was sit by the side of the road and beg. And even then, no one paid any attention to him. You know, this phrase social distancing is one that we've heard a lot in recent times. And I think it's created this sense where I'm not supposed to be socially connected to one another. And what the authorities are telling us is physical distancing, but socially we should still be as connected as ever. And this isn't something that's happening just now. It obviously, this language is being used now because of the virus. But it's something that has been going on among peoples for quite some time. Uh, the text that we're going to look at this morning comes from John chapter 9. And we're not going to read it this morning. You can read the chapter, and I strongly encourage you to do so this afternoon. But the story tells of Jesus healing a blind man, a blind man who had been born blind. Now, what's interesting is after he was healed, there was this confusion as to whether this was really the guy that used to be blind. You know, if you think about it, the only thing that had changed was before his eyes were closed and he couldn't see and now they were open. He still looked the same. He still had the same clothes, same had, still had the same hairdo. And yet people were confused. Is this the same guy? Surely it's not the same guy. Well, yeah, maybe it is. And what I think that tells me is, they had never really looked at him before. He was a blind guy. Who's going to pay any attention to him? He was already experiencing not only physical distance, but even social distancing way back before the coronavirus 
had ever made its appearance on this earth. Now, there's something else that I want to point out, and I want to read this text because I think it's important for where we are and what's happening in our world. In John chapter 9, these are uh, the first words of this story that you can read later. Verse 1 says, As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. Rabbi, his disciples asked him, Why was this man born blind? Was it because of his sins or his parents' sins? You know, that's a question that kind of rumbles around in people's minds at times like this when things go bad. Why is this happening? Where did this come from? Whose fault is it? Let's pinpoint something so we know who we can target. And even now, the discussions of where the virus came from and, and who's at fault and who should have done this and who should have done that. At the end of the day... This man was blind, we have the virus amongst us, and now we have to figure out what the next steps were. And Jesus kind of puts all those theories to rest when he says in verse 3, it was not because of this man's sins or his parents' sins. This happened so that the power of God could be seen in him. We must quickly carry out the tasks assigned to us by the one who sent us. The night is coming, and then no one can work. But while I am here, I am the light of the world. You know, I think what Jesus is saying is, it isn't a question of where did this come from. I, I, this text has been interpreted and misinterpreted in so many ways over the years to suggest that God made people sick so he could make them well, just so that he could look good. And that's a horrible misrepresentation of what Jesus is saying. What, what I think Jesus is saying is that bad things, things that hurt us, are a part of the world that we live in. They existed in Jesus' day, and they exist in our day today. Plagues will come and go. Viruses will continue to terrorize us until we discover the vaccine or we discover a cure. Most of you are uh, too young to remember the terror that the word polio struck in the hearts of your parents and perhaps your grandparents. This was a virus, a disease that was unlike any other. You would get a fever and then it would, it would affect children. It was called infantile paralysis. You would get a fever and then you couldn't move your legs. You couldn't move your arms. You couldn't move your chest muscles so that you could breathe. And it was so scary that people quarantined themselves. They stayed away from swimming pools. They stayed away from their friends. And it was just a horrific, horrific time. Well, that passed. A vaccine was developed. There were two vaccines, uh, 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 Salk and then Jonas uh, um, Sabin. Uh, no, Jonas Salk and then Sabin invented different vaccines. And now you've had the vaccine and now polio is something that very, very people in the world get. In fact, you probably don't know anybody that has polio except for one guy. And, uh, and he was in a situation where he didn't get the virus way back then. So what I'm saying is this is part of the world. What Jesus is telling us is this is part of the world that we live in. But the important thing is what we do with the present time. What do we do now? The virus is here. It is probably going to continue to affect. How do we respond? 
And I want you to notice the pronouns that Jesus uses in verse 4. He says, we, I am the light of the world, but we must quickly carry out the tasks assigned to us by the one who sent us. Jesus came to bring light into the world, and now he has recruited us to be his helpers. You know, in John chapter 9, almost everybody in the story failed the blind man. His neighbors failed him. The religious leaders failed him. Even his family, his parents, kind of turned on him when they got afraid of the Jewish leaders. The only person in this story who doesn't fail the man is Jesus. In this story, Jesus is the only one that we can trust. And so I encourage you to be like Jesus, worthy of trust, willing to bless people around, willing to be light. There were blind people before Jesus came, and there are going to be blind people after Jesus has returned to heaven. So the skeptics would say, so his coming really didn't do much good, did it? He came, there were sick people, he left, there's still sick people. But Jesus came to fulfill the work of the Father and to make a way for us to return and join God by his side. And so sometimes in our world, that means getting cured of blindness or polio or cancer or a virus. But because of the world we live in, sometimes it means we stay blind or we stay crippled or we die because of the cancer or we even might die because of the virus. Because of Jesus's work, now we all have the way and a path to lead into God's presence. Our task is to get on that path and make sure as many people as we can possibly get to join us. And on the way, we ease the suffering of our neighbor. We bring light into the world around us. We rejoice with those who rejoice and we mourn with those who mourn. Use the chat in the Facebook app to send in your prayer requests. We're going to copy those. We'll transmit those through the Caroline later on this week. Um, uh, you can send it through email. You can send it through a text. If there's some way that we can help you, please write that in the text as well. Uh, it might be that someone watching today is ready to get on that path with God. Please let us know, and we'll find ways, uh, appropriate ways to then continue that blessing together. We're going to conclude our time together with a prayer. Uh, Paul Schwepp is here, and he's going to lead us, uh, one of our elders. Uh, um, and then we'll have one song to, uh, to conclude our time. I, I hope it's been beneficial to you. Uh, um, we've enjoyed this time together. We're going to keep on refining, keep on figuring out ways how to maintain connected. But please know that we are all praying for you, praying with you. And together, we'll get past, past this. There will be a day when... The coronavirus will be in the past, and then we'll be able to continue to love, greet, and be with one another the way that we want. Thank you, and God bless you. Paul?